Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Dom Farnan. Dom, you are the founder and chief conscious connector at dot connect and you're found on the web at dot connect llc.com dom thank you so much for joining us thanks josh i'm happy to be here all right tell us about the impact you have in the world with dot connect uh we are a global talent advisory that finds and hires full-time talent for a variety of different technology companies all over the united states my team is about 100 people globally so i have people all over the u.s and then amazing team in South Africa and Africa. And we've been around really as a team since 2019. Oh, well, wait a minute. I'm doing some quick back of the envelope math here. That's a big team for what, two and a half, three years. It is. We've just scaled massively. I mean, we've kind of weathered the storm that was COVID and bounced back. And um, I would say, based on my own personal journey and like unlearning toxic leadership practices and diving into my inner work and healing and bringing all of that to my team that's been able to support our growth. Yeah. So you, you obviously, so you start dot connect and and what was your background that, that made you uniquely qualified uh, to be able to uh, uh, so, so now dot connect and I said like your LinkedIn is, so I see that the, and it could have been known maybe under a different name, maybe back in 2000, as early as 2011. Yeah. So Connect was really founded on paper in 2011, 2012. That was my solo consulting practice. So through the end of 2018, I was a solopreneur recruiter. And so I worked for probably 400 plus companies throughout my career. Um, I started recruiting when I was 17, was recruiting for almost 20 years and then pivoted into building a team to support the work that I had. And then from there, we've also expanded to get net new clients under .connect. Wow, well, congratulations on your growth. Why are you growing so quickly when other staffing companies might be plateauing? Um, Good question. I think we have a, a variety of different clients. So we don't just sit in technology. We also have a pretty big consumer products um, client that we're working with now. So we have kind of disparate um, levels of of teams that we work with. And I think that that's helped just having a variety of different industries that we're supporting. I also think that we have longer term contracts with certain clients. So we're not an agency. We don't get paid placement fees. We work on monthly retainers based on the types of talent that we're recruiting for the clients um, and often the number of roles. So some internal teams may be kind of laying off or taking a slowdown right now, but that also works in our favor because you still need to hire. So you may not need full-time recruiters. You'd get, you know, consultant recruiters through my team. 
Yeah. And what do you like? Um, well, let me ask you, the, well, let me ask you the negative. <laughs> what do you so think about like the kind of the recruiting and the staffing industry as a whole? What are the, some of the practices that you see out there might be related to what you were just talking about um, that just drive you crazy? And you're like, oh, come on, we could do better than this. Yeah, um, I think you're typical. Like when I see a lot of rants on LinkedIn about bad recruiters, it's ghosting and, um, you know, just not really optimizing for the client hiring manager or candidate experience, not really understanding the talent and their values and really ensuring that you're aligning the talent's values with the companies and clients that you're supporting. So I think those are a lot of misses that I see. Um, and honestly, it's caring, like caring about people. So yeah. I'm not that different in terms of how I run a recruiting process, but my huge differentiator as is my teams is that we care. We give a crap about the people that we're working with. We care about their values. We care about their life. We care about their lifestyles, both on the client side and the talent side. You know, from, again, growing and scaling a company at that pace and with that many people. So obviously the ideals and values that you're talking about, um, you know, just kind of getting to a broader conversation about how we manage those teams and how we inspire and lead those teams. How do you and what do you consciously do to get that disseminated throughout the organization so that it's just not, you know, some inspirational poster on the wall? <laughs> yeah, um, I think for me, it's been really starting with myself. So taking a big look and the mirror about who I am and how I show up to lead my team. So before maybe 2019, when I first started really scaling my team, um, I had never managed people before. I was a solopreneur, senior recruiter. So when I started managing people, I was a micromanager. I was a workaholic. I expected everybody to do perfect things the way I did them. And then my team was like in a toxic culture and that's what I created. So after looking and zooming out and going, this place sucks and I don't know why anyone would want to work here with me, I took a hard look at myself and thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe all of this is because of me. Um, and I just took action in my own inner work and healing journey and started to go deep with kind of why, why am I the way that I am? And how does that impact the people that work with me? Because ultimately, um, as a leader of people, like it starts and ends with you, you know, your, the energy you bring into the table and into your meetings and into your company is the energy that goes and permeates through the team. So if you have a team of junior people, for example, that don't know what they're doing, and then you're questioning why they don't know what they're doing, but you're also not training them or, you know, or giving them opportunities to learn, um, it kind of really goes back to you. So I think a lot of the things that have helped me transform my business has been me on my journey, taking ownership as a leader, stepping into the role as a leader, taking that seriously, and then doing work around that and building my skills um, and confidence to lead other people. Uh, can I ask you about something personally, Dom? So obviously I'm looking at some of your content that you share and you share really great stuff on LinkedIn. Um, and, and you expressed, um, you know, some of your feelings of like, you know, again, 
at the helm of a company that's going through that kind of growth, uh, you know, obviously you want to attract and bring great leaders that can help share some of that burden of everything that needs to get done. But that said, I mean, you're still, you know, you're, it's your company is, you know, you're, um, how have you learned to balance everything with the demands of the market? Like, how do you, how do you, organize your personal life and your professional life in a way that is sustainable? Yeah, good question. Um, I definitely have leaned on the ideology of work-life integration. So I don't think there is really a balance. I think it's all integrated. We are all working from home now, like living from work or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so for me, it's just been, uh, important to also understand that as I continue to learn and elevate as a leader that I do have a team. So my COO reminded me last week, like you're not going at this alone. So when you do feel stressed out and you feel like you have to take on all of this because you're leading the company, know that you actually have a leadership team. You have the five of us backing you and you're, you know, like you're not going at it alone and lean on the people who are on your leadership team um, to help balance and carry the load. I mean, I don't think there is many days where I don't feel um, like it is all on my shoulders, but I am kind of opening up now to allow my team to show up for me and for me to actually speak the needs that I have. Like, I need this. I need help on this and actually be vulnerable and share. I told my team last week about a situation. I don't know the answer. I don't know. You know, you guys come to me and you want an answer and I wish I could tell you, but I don't know. It's the same thing with the state of the market. Like I'm doing the best that I can as a leader and the way that the market is, but I don't have a crystal ball and I can only take the news that I have and the information available to me and make the best decisions that I can in front of my face at the time with the information that I'm given. Dom, in your role, um, you know, in um, what I perceive to be a fairly noisy and from the outside looks competitive. I mean, all I can tell you is that I get a lot of spam from staffing and recruiting people and whether it's the, you know, I've been in business for myself since, uh, you know, the year 2000 and yet I'm still, hey, I don't know what they're pulling up on my LinkedIn profile, but no, I'm not looking for work. Thank you. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so between those messages, which clearly are just spray and pray uh, to, um, you know, just you know, all the spam that I get from the other side of it is just like, you know, uh, you know, looks like you need, uh, you know, IT professionals making, yeah. you know, at the, you know, at the senior level, I'm like, nope, don't need that yeah. either. Yeah. Um, I, that, that's what bugs me. Um, yeah. But how do you grow in a very, I would say, tactful, classy way? Yeah. In an industry that mm, I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, We've had some observations about it. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that's how a lot of our discovery calls start or is like, tell me all of the PTSD that you have from every other client, <laughs> every other <laughs> on the block. Let's dump it out here. Um, we've actually been really lucky and fortunate to grow through um, being able to deliver against what we promise. And um through referrals. So our current list of 12 clients pr primarily has come from a team that I worked with as an internal recruiter probably 20 years ago that has all gone off and now they're like heads of recruiting and internal heads of talent at many different companies. But a lot of it spawned from one team where I did good work 
And then they've taken me into these different places. And now they've brought my team into these places to support the work. We do a lot of land and expand as well. So we may get into a client and then they'll take one of our recruiters. And then in two weeks, they've got 10 of us um, supporting their efforts. So a lot of times it's referrals, word of mouth, and just really being based on our ability to deliver. So one of our key values is ownership and delivery. I take that one really seriously because there's nothing worse than over-promising and under-delivering, but there's something amazing about really delivering against what you say and making it an enjoyable, delightful recruiting experience. So like my vision is for one day people to actually enjoy the recruiting process. I know it's not that great on either side right now, and it can be painful, but it doesn't have to be miserable. And so we show up with a lot of intention. We show up with values alignment with our clients, and we bring this positive energy and excitement to run whatever your process may be. It might not bring fresh set of eyes and iterate your process if you're open to it and show you how, you know, an optimal recruiting process can run and actually feel good at the end of it. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, leaders listening to this right now would probably love your perspective on the state of staffing and and hiring recruiting today, uh, you know, given some of the headlines and observations, things we've all experienced in terms of what was initially, you know, kind of the great resignation, you know, kind of morphed into the kind of the great reshuffling. And now, I mean, we're recording this, we're in August 2022. What do you call it? Where are we? Yeah, so I think the good news is it's not April of 2020. So we weathered that storm and people made a lot of very deep, crazy cuts to their companies, to their recruiting teams um, early on in COVID and that was to be expected. We thought the world was ending. So at the end of that year, a lot of people started bringing budgets back and hiring and that caused a big frenzy in the recruiting world where then recruiters were getting paid double, triple what they were making before because they were in such high demand like software engineers for a minute. Um, but then here we are again now in August, 2022 and people are letting go of their recruiting teams full stop, um, not understanding that that's fine, but you still actually have to hire. So like if you're a big company, you're going to have a lot of attrition either way. You always have turnover. You have people coming and going. So you need some level of support there, just FYI. And then I think secondly, if you're like a smaller mid-sized company, it's a good time for you. Maybe if you did get rid of your internal recruiting team to still recruit, but focus on what are the key hires that you need to make in the next 12 to 18 months. Where are you going to invest your money and making these key hires because now is a great market to do it. There's a lot more people available in the market. There's a lot less people who are throwing out crazy numbers that you can't afford like they were six months ago because they were in the driver's seat. So I think it's kind of a good time as a company to look at and assess like what are these key 10x hires you need to make in any function and you know identify your recruiters and have them working on pipelines for those or at least starting conversations with the talent that you may want to land in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, kind of talking about uh, Dot .connect, um, who is like a, a really like a perfect kind of dream client for you? Like what, and I'm not asking about necessarily what industry, we could mention that of course, but um, I'm thinking about, you know, what kind of culture do they have? What kind of leadership do they have in place? You know, what, um, what's kind of their background? Like, who's the kind of person that when you start to look at what's going on there, you go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to do good stuff together, my friend. Yeah, so we have a couple of different um, amazing client avatars, but I'd say number one, probably 
a 50 plus person company that's building out their entire organization across any function and any level. I love that. I love when a founder or CEO comes to me and says like, help me build my whole, all of it. I don't know where to start. Or they maybe have one internal recruiter or an internal HR person that's doing recruiting and they need help from the ground up. Um, we love to build companies like that. Yeah. And and so when they go to your website, .connectllc.com, um, what, what, like, let's say they're like, well, I'm not ready to have a call yet, but I'd like to learn more. Maybe, you know, you'd be a great partner for me. Like, where, what would be the next step in the relationship? Yeah. So they should just add themselves to our like mailing list. You can click a link and it'll tell you, you know, stay in touch with us. And then we'll have you in our database. So anything that comes up, you can also click a, a contact and we'll set up some time with you. It may not be, you know, a discovery call or whatever, but all of that's available on our website, different types of ways to in, interact with us or stay connected with us. Yeah. And again, that website dot connect llc.com. Dom Farnan, I want to say thank you so much. Uh, again, one more time on your title. You, you had a unique title. What was it again? Sorry, I, I lost me here. Chief Conscious Connector. What Can I ask, what does a Chief Conscious Connector do? A Chief Conscious Connector is somebody who really takes responsibility for the way that they show up in the world. And they choose to respond instead of react. And they're really mindful of their energy of themselves and others and what they bring, bring to it. Yeah. All right, Dom, thank you so much for joining. Again, Dot Connect LLC. Thank you, Dom. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week. You are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.